All right, good evening. So, we started last week with a new topic of chesed. And one of the things we pointed out, I said it was really good timing, uh, because with the Urvola the, the points out that with the Nachash, the snake, really, the seduction of Chava was really that you could be a creator of worlds. There is an innate human desire to be godlike. And the ultimate way of Tzvigalik is to be a creator, to create worlds. And what Chava, and to an extent Adam, believed is that having this free will, this choice, would allow them to create worlds, and that was a big mistake. The ultimate way to be a builder in this world, and so we discussed that last week, is to do Chesed. And one of the things we pointed out is that, it's an amazing Gemara, is that Chesed... Um, we talked about giving the wealthy person who's lacking, and we said, like, when I'm looking at the world and I'm seeing poor people, impoverished people, sickly people, ill people, like, why in the world do I have to worry about somebody who lost their lifestyle? Why is that such a big deal? But when a person is cognizant, is aware that a builder of worlds, a person who helps everyone around them, is building world, is, is building the people and building themselves, they look to help everyone for what, what they need. And to, obviously, a person who's starving for bread, uh, if he literally needs bread, uh, would come first. But at some level, as I pointed out last week, a, a really wealthy person who lost their whole lifestyle and their whole sense of self could even be needier <laughs> than a poor person. They're lacking more. Uh, I gave my whole Epstein Barr case last week. I don't know do that, you know. My whole uh, mono case last week when I had mono to eight, 20 plus years ago and how I got no sympathy and empathy. It was, it was okay. Uh, but, you know, one of the things I pointed out is that when people tell you you're okay and you're not okay, you don't like to hear that. No, people want to uh, be, be uh, at least acknowledge when there's a lack and there is a need. And I, and I spoke about that at length. Uh, it's all on, on, online from last week. So just to pick up from there... Revolva says an amazing thing. Really, he says, people have a, a, really a judgment on how they do. That means to give a person what they're really lacking and what they're really needing. That if you really want to be a person of chesed, like Avraham, you look at everybody and see what, they, what, they, what do they need. How can I help them? You, you, the person has their antennas on to see that. Mispar And the truth is, uh, you, you, you can see, I think, oh, of course, I know what everyone needs. Um, it's not easy. Actually, I had a chassan. She's you know, Shani, the Israeli girl. So they got married last week. She just emailed me today. So uh, when uh, they'll be back, I think she's back. They're back next week from Israel. But one of the, one of the things I was teaching, you know, whenever I have a group, a chassan, you know, you can have the nicest guy, the nicest guy, good midas, uh, amazing person. But when you first get married, it's, it's like you don't know how girls think. It's different. It's a different way. It's a different. It really is, and both, vice versa, by the way. Uh, and you could be really well-meaning and really nice. And, and the fact is that if you, you're not on the ball, you won't help the person who, when, they, when they have a need. So 
well, since the ladies are dominant here, the man won't be able to help the lady because he just doesn't, even, he doesn't get what she's lacking. He's not even, he thinks everything's fine. It's not, it's not malicious. It's well-meaning. So it's not just in marriage, in everything in life. We tend to look at the world through our glasses, with our prescription, and when we see things, oh, I would be fine. If I had this, I would be totally fine. This, you know, what's the big deal? Like, I have one of my kids. Oh, my goodness. One of my kids could fall off, fall off 20 flights, fall down and get up, and nothing. another one, if, like, they get scratched, it's like the end of the world's happened. You know, and they're not faking, by the way. In their mind, like, literally, oh, my goodness. They can't believe this happened to me. This is so terrible. So you need to know the, that, that child, right? If I, if I would treat the children the same way, it's not. It's really to this child. One is really traumatic. And the other one, really, it didn't bother them. Even if it physically got hurt, it just, that doesn't, everyone has their, their points where they're weak. This other kid has their own points. But that doesn't bother them. But the challenge is, though, because uh, we don't see uh, what people are lack, lacking. It's hard to see, truly, the chaser the of the zulas, which means to say, like we look at at the vault, we look at the world with our own with our own uh, eyes and our own glasses, and so you know accordingly, we, we very often uh, miss some of the needs of others. So what we lack and what we need, we know very well. The chashim zois korega, you know exactly what we need. Uh, and our own needs, we're very attentive to. to we're very on top of. Um, the truth is, we're probably too into our own needs. <laughs> right? Okay, going back to my, or to my marriage, when you get loose to yourself, you're so into your, your own needs. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I and I'm going to be very frank, when, when, when there are older couples or second marriages or later, it's challenging because people really have their own needs and they're just so used to their lifestyle. I, I was trying to set somebody up recently, uh, a gentleman, and the problem was um, the person just so used to their lifestyle. I mean, just they, 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 they can't leave their own needs, right? They so can get out of their own way. They, they don't, yeah, that's, that's another way to say it, but... Uh, 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 they're rigid, and but, but but more than that, it's it's we all, you know, we all do this to an extent, which means we see the world and we live the world through what we need. So when we're trying to help other people, it's it, that that gets in the way. Um, so, bevadai is a super egoistim anachno. I don't even know that's a word egoistim. Uh, it sounds good, right? Egoistim. What? It is. Yeah, 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 it is. I, I, like, I don't know if it's a Hebrew word. No, it's an, you know, egoistim anachnu. Anochim gedolim. We're very into ourselves. It means, it means it, it's not saying it like, a person don't need to do chesed. They're, 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 uh, you know what? They're, they're, they're kind people, but we're, they're still into themselves if you're doing it the way for what you need. Right? If, if, if the way we do chesed is what fits our needs and lifestyles, then at a certain level, we're not really doing it. By the way, let's go back to the marriage case. If I have a guy tell me, well, uh, this is how I do it. Why can't you do it the same way? Right? What's the problem? So you would say, you're in big trouble. <laughs> you're going to have, you know, and the truth is, 
in every relationship, it's right. The marriage is much more acute because you live in the same house, it's 24-7. Men and women are certainly different uh, and there will be a, a, a reckoning very quick. But it's the same thing with children. If you're a parent and you raise a kid in the way you think the world should be, not the way what they need, it's a problem. We have an expert teacher. How about with students, Mrs. Klein? Right? You need to de- A great teacher deals with the student the way they learn, not the way they teach. It's not your comfort zone. Is that a fair thing to say? <coughs> Preschool? What do you think? Right? Uh, it's, it's, but but, but it's, it's, when it's your job, so some people get used to it. But in real life, when you're even looking to do chesed, like, what's the, what's, uh, of course, I'm helping them out, or I'm looking to do it. Yes? I was going to say, I think when you try to do chesed, um, what, what comes naturally brings you into contact with people. Maybe you've not had their experience, but by doing the chesed, it's giving you a little bird's eye view into what they're actually experiencing. Because we don't, we're not on the other side, the one experiencing it. So it's giving us like just a little glimpse to try to understand well, yeah, for sure. you know, what they're going through. Because unless you've actually been in their shoes and you've experienced their type of hardship, whatever that may be that they're experiencing, it's really hard to... to, to you can do, you can help, you can cook, you can be there for them, you could, you know, take them out, you can try to do something with them to brighten up their, mm-hmm. their day. But you, if you haven't actually experienced what they're experiencing, I think the message trying to help us get closer to that experience, to try to open us up to how, what the pain is, what their loneliness is, whatever it is that so, they're experiencing. So, I, 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 I agree, and I think Revolver would agree, as far as no sub chavero, as far as... But we're talking about actual product over here. What you're talking about is yourself. How you should... It teaches... It's, it, it's chesed is a teacher, and, and I even focus more on no sub chavero, which means that one should feel for others. But real chesed... And I want to... What you bring up is, 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 is very important... And, and, and true, um, it, you know, it's for sure, God forbid, if somebody had, has infertility, it's more easy to be empathetic and say that somebody has that. Or if somebody struggles to get married, or somebody has a problem with children, you can, or someone experienced poverty. He's saying exactly beyond that, that if you really want to be a because we should never have, we should never be Job over here, we should never be you. We should never have an experience of being poor, infertile, not getting married, having sickness, and yet we want to be able to help all kinds of people. And so it's naturally easier, as you pointed out, uh, to do it, and there's for sure a learning curve for others, but there is a, a, a pair of glasses we can wear, albeit it's easier if we have experiential reality to it, where we try our best, not because we want to feel their pain, but to actually help them for where they are based on being able to see their needs. Because there is a universality to needs, which means um, if you, or, 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 or a knowledge of people at time, which one could tap into. Now, as far as feeling it, I, I think he would agree with you, to truly feel a person's pain, um, uh, it, one has to tra- probably try to experience that, but my, mother, my mother-in-law is a professor of social work. She, um, I can't tell you she's perfect for everyone, but she helps a lot of people and feels their need. And one of the ways she does it is she has, at least in certain areas, of very strong antenna, what people need, even though she never experienced that. You know, uh, you know albeit my father-in-law passed away from 
uh, sickness after, you know, and so she surely knows that area of life acutely. Uh, but she runs something uh, called for divorced children and very successfully, she's... Divorced children or children of children. divorced families? Children of divorced families, thank you. That's probably, yeah, it's, it's actually called... Uh, um, no, it's children of divorced families. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's an organization. She has a table. She actually lectures to Russian Jews. No. It's uh, from divorce. From divorce. It's called from divorce. Um, and she focuses on the children. Uh, she's very safe. How does she do that? I mean, she doesn't speak Russian. And yet she's able to get through to lots of Russian Jews, lots, because she's saying, what does a Russian Jew need? Actually, one of the worst you know, Jewish outreach examples that I've seen, or we've all seen, is somebody who, even Bali Chuba, by the way, if they became someone one way, that Israelis should go that way. Also, Israelis think very differently than Americans. And Russians are very different. You know, I've been, you know, I've been involved with many, many Israelis, pretty, a decent amount of Russians, um, and many Americans, and everyone, the, the messaging is different. And the, the, the issues of a Russian, Russian Jews are coming from an agnostic, atheistic culture, which is cynical and skeptical. Is that fair, ladies? Uh, and Sephardic Jews are, have a munah and have belief. Belief it's a hara also. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. Well, yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm just, but, but my point is, is that you, if you're doing Kirov, it's just a different. It's a different approach to different people, and so. But one person could do both. It's not even though you're not Israeli and you're not Sephardi, you're not Russian. So, what he what he's saying though is, if you want to reach Israelis, if you want to reach us, it's helpful if you're Israeli because you know how Israeli thinks. But it's possible for anyone to go ahead and do it if they're actually leaving their shell. Um, and even though what you say is one hundred percent true, it's much easier, and for sure, it's a learning curve. But what he, what Revol was trying to stress is, if we want to be help other people without having those experiences, then the, the way to do it is to leave our I love that word egoism. Uh, and by the way, it marriages that because let's put it this way: I, even though I have Kanahara four daughters and a wife, I'm not a girl. You know, and I, if I don't try, I can never experience being a lady. I say that every pregnancy, Shatova. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I say that every time, like, my wife is a tzaddikis, you know. But you know what? I think I try to, at every level, be, understand my daughters and my wife. Because, and if I don't, um, that's a problem, right? And even though I'll never be a lady, and vice versa, like, you know, and it's vice versa. And that really is how marriage should should function, and that's really how a, a parent will function, or a child to, I, mean, I remember when, when I was young and my mother said to me, you'll never understand what it means to pay your parent to your parent like I remember her telling me that when I was younger and she's right, but the truth is, uh, there is you know, actually children just too it's, honestly looking now thank God I'm a parent, but it's when you're younger you can't appreciate anything you're, it's, you're, we're so narcissistic when you're younger, really I, I, when you're younger it's all about, like I have Teenagers, it's like, it's all they're blessed. They're good kids and they're fine. But it's it's like, there is a, you're just so self focused. It's like if God forbid, someone's friend would find out and this and that. And, you know, it's so worried about your image and life. And uh, I can't deal with this. So I, I when I look back as a young kid, there's no way I was going to understand what that meant. What it meant to be a parent because I don't care. What, I didn't care enough. 
I always told, and the truth is, is there's big kids also. Like we just are, we, we don't leave that sometimes. Now, now, you know, so the key really is is to think about and to leave ourselves and put ourselves in other people's shoes. Of course, it's easier to have been in those shoes, but even without being in those shoes. It's a what? It's true, the giving part, but it's first a re'ia to see it because you can. There are people who love people and they're, they're not helping them or they're not getting them. Like, again, take a good husband who loves his wife. If he doesn't understand, you know, true, even if he wants to help and he's not thinking in her terms or vice versa, you know, uh, I, I, a few weeks ago, I the, the husband who problem styles and all the, all, the, all the woman wants is empathy and understanding. She doesn't want a problem solver, right? And the husband's trying to problem solve the issue. So there's ahava there, and there's giving, but just misplaced giving, right? So, like, when you tell a person, like I mentioned that last week, um, so now that some more people were here last week, about the person, the, the young man I know who won't go home for, because he's an older single, and every time he goes home, people say, oh, why aren't you married? And they're meaning well. They, they like this guy. Why aren't you married yet? Like, and it's, this, and it's really driving this guy nuts, right? Because why aren't you married yet? Like, come on, Baruch, Brian, like, you know, and, and it's coming from love. Like, you know, sometimes like the, 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 the and it's actually the opposite, right? It's actually, this person doesn't want to even go to his parents' house. <laughs> That's how bad the situation is. Um, yeah, so, well, yes. I, I know some, somebody that um, wrote a book on how to be Menachem Abel because they said that when they were the Abel that people had good intentions. Right. Yeah. But, and they meant well, but they would say the most inappropriate things in their, Efforts con- to- in their mind of thinking that they were trying to be comforting or they were trying to be helpful right. or they were trying they to have well. empathy. They right. would say stuff that would make you like cringe. Just cringe. Right. That's how I talked so, about it's very hard to really understand, you know, how somebody is feeling. Well, and then people would start talking. So I said this last week. You know, I said this last week about my Epstein bar. Remember my Epstein bar? And the guy tells me, yes. oh, I know somebody who had it for 10 years, and they're still not better. Or, oh, yeah, for five years, and now they're first. But I'm like to myself, oh, my goodness. You know, like, you know, so my, my point is, um, you, one, to really do this, one has to be thoughtful, you know, thinking about how the other person was. And Avelim also, people say things, like ahava, or meanwhile, or there's no thought process. Or, they think it would, or sometimes, they don't think so, so, so crazy, but they think what would work for them. So you go ahead and tell it, like an Israeli, so just to do Kirov, right? Amun, you know, this is great, believe in God, and the Israeli does, by the way, almost every Sephardi that I know has Emun Hashem. You go to a Russian, I mean, I've had lunch with Russians, that Pashit, God, is like a dirty word. No, did you message people, right? That it's, it, you know, who literally look at God as unscientific, for sure. I, I've been telling you, I have, I've met many Russians like that. Unscientific, b- backwards, silly. Right? No? I mean, you ever known some relatives like that? Close. Close? Worse or better? <laughs> right? You know, I... Right, so that's exactly. So the, the point is that the same words are for some people. By the way, in Avalon houses, even if you have a book, right, there are things that work for some people and are completely opposite for other people. There, you know, and as being a teacher, likewise, some words are helpful for one person and very hurtful and toxic 
uh, for somebody else. And there's no one book that can cover that, unfortunately. There are things that are universally stupid to say, right? Like universally dumb and inappropriate always to say. And other things, it's just really, um, that's where the challenge is also. I went to pay a shiva call with a, family, with a close family relative, and I said, I know you've paid many shiva calls in your life, and you think you know what to do. She said, now, I said, now I'm going to tell you what we're going to do when we pay this shiva call. The rules are very different from anything you've ever done. Because I didn't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. The person who was sitting and the person who was going to pay the shiva call. Right, great. And it was just from a lack of knowledge. Right. Right, that's that's a little bit cultural right. experience. Okay, so now yeah, go ahead. There's also, I mean, some people are better. They have a better emotional quotient. You know, the EQ is is not just a, a term. It it's reality. Mm-hmm. Some people just right. They're not so right. You know. So like any mida, like like that's for sure. By the way, like any mida, whether we're learning anger or, or calmness or you know, there's some. We all have natural things that were stronger. Some people are very generous by nature. You know, uh, some people are calmer by nature. Some people are more positive. They have a positive... Din- but all of these meters are to be worked on. So even if we're not so blessed with it, and it's, what we're trying to do is improve uh, and to better ourselves. So, like every, that's, so that's true, but every meter is like that way. If I were to teach anger, some people are naturally angry, and some people are very chilled uh, personalities. And some people have... So, but but even with that, I think so. It's a great starting point uh, for that, and for sure, it's, certainly improved. Yeah, and I, so that and for us, really, I think that the focus is that, right? And and unfortunately, like every other mida, there are people who believe in this area that they cannot improve. Like this is an area which is just not me. I, you know, I can't do this. I, you know, I'm, I, you know, it's not my cup of tea. And I'm going to be very honest. Um, even people with good EQs. Um, there are often very strong blind areas in certain areas. Like the person who's very sensitive and tender and loving to certain areas, sometimes it doesn't need that. It needs that complete opposite. Like, uh, you know, I, uh, no, I, I, was, I was once, it's not a joke, by the way, children who have OCD, mm-hmm. if you are too much like that, you will destroy them. They need tough love. No, you can't do this. Right? And it's, for some people, it's, they, they don't. They're not able to deal with that. Like they can deal with. They can feed the kittens. They help the homeless. They can. They can see someone's pain inside. Of the same person is incapable of helping someone with OCD very often, simply because they they're only able to see the tenderness part or the, the that part of the EQ and other parts of the EQ, which are not that way. You know, they don't have a, a time. I'm just giving you know, an example of that, what I've seen about certain. Situations. Let's put it that way. Um, okay. So, let's imagine we're doing well. Now we're like we're looking around. We're building worlds. This person lost their money. This person's sick. You know, this person when they're sick. You know, like when oh, I'm sick, I don't want to bother me. Leave me alone. You know, I don't want anyone. You know, I went by the way to someone acknowledge I was sick. Like last week, I said something. Oh, you're like fine. You're not sick. But once they tell me I'm sick, leave me alone. Other people, they want chicken soup. They want hugs and kisses. They want Cecil. <laughs> I'm not joking, by the way. They want, they want, they want people to, to, to pamper them a little bit. You know, so we got it. I, this person needs this. We're, 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 we're mamish like Avram and Sarah. We're looking at what do people need. And, and we're putting in themselves. We're trying to do it. Uh, 
It's amazing though. Very often, what happens is, is we're looking at what we see is what we need. Even so, like we'll uh, let's go back to Shul's case. You, we experienced when a person, God forbid, has a relative who's sick for an extended period of time. They spend time in Sloan Kettering, okay? So they're gonna they're, they were there, or uh, a person who went through a bitter divorce. Uh, actually, just yesterday, my goodness, like in a secular Jew, I can't, you know, like their, their whole this person, this lady. It's like their whole life revolves around this, this divorce. And like everything she sees and she's trying, every answer she has is connected to that. It's, you know, it's like literally everything, like, and she doesn't even realize it. She's in this like echo chamber where everything is, like, it, it, it was around it. So they're, we're not, they're looking, this person needs this, but they need what I need. I mean, I mean now they're seeing what this, it, it, well, let me this. And the truth is, is even if a person has the exact same <laughs> situation, it, there's very different needs very often. Um, uh, and, and the truth is, like I, I you ever said, person, I did this. Like I know that I know all about this. I, I, you know, I, I, I was in a shiva house. I, 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 my, my husband was sick for months. Or I had mono, or, or I had this divorce, or, or, or I was poor. You know, like kissing candidates. I was poor, and I know what being poor is like. Right? And I can tell you how to save every poor person in the world. And, and, and the truth is, is there will be people, or they'll look at the poor person and say, this is what this poor person perhaps needs. Um, and. And sometimes, by the way, this poor person, if he's poor, he must be suffering because I suffered when I was poor. I know what being poor means. There's no way he's happy. There's no way, I've, there's no way she's happy. I, you know, she has to be miserable because I know what poverty is like. And you are miserable when you're poor. You know, like just terrible misery. Um, so, um, so sometimes we actually, we would say, how would I feel? Because let's go back to the case. The first step is, if you want to, you didn't experience this situation, which is a chesed, we were never wealthy to lose our money, or we never had children who were rebellious children, thank God, or we never, you know, were very sick, or we never experienced, so now I'm going to put myself in their shoes. I'm, that's, how the, that's step one, right? You've got to put yourself how it feels in their shoes, but the problem is when we put ourselves in their shoes, we were putting ourselves in their shoes. We're not putting them in their shoes. The way we, our first step is we're putting ourselves, and how would I feel if I would be in this situation? This is exactly, so the challenge then is, is we're now in their shoes, which is step one, by the way. It's a great step to be able to do that. But we're now thinking how I would think in those shoes. Like what, what, how I would feel uh, in the, 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 those shoes. Have you all my dialogue at Sanu? It's so we're still in our own world over here. We still are, are, are locked into our own, you know, it's improved because at least we're not ourselves in our shoes helping people. We're ourselves in their shoes, but we're still ourselves in their shoes. We're not them in their shoes. And people, as mentioned, can be very different and certainly different. And what we really need to do, if we really want to be a builder of worlds and we want to do chesed, is how we feel. Uh, how they feel in their shoes, and that's challenging, especially for people who you know um, 
have experienced it, it can be even more challenging because we have our own experiences uh, in it. And we, we assume that they, if I felt this way, they'll feel this way. Right? You can't even explain how challenging it could really be uh, at, at, at times. And the truth is it takes time and effort uh, to work on this. And if you want to be a successful person of chassid, this is what you need to do. Now he said as follows. What we're doing really is what the Torah calls ha'aras panim, having a divine radiant countenance, right? To be a cheery face, to, to look at the world and spread the wealth. And, you know, really, uh, you know, a real Isha or Isha of Chesed is they're, everything they're doing is building world. It's, it's, it, they're looking to, you know, to, to fix things around them. And to really fix things around them, as mentioned, you need to fix. And <laughs> really fix, you need, you need to know what needs to be fixed, what needs to be fixed, and how to fix it. <laughs> what needs to be fixed, and how to fix it. Because you could know what needs to be fixed, and you may not know how to fix it. Um, so, like, again, let's say the husband realizes the wife is really, you know, sad or, or mad or glad or whatever it is, and he doesn't get how to fix it, so it's not going to be helpful. Um, I remember once my wife told me, she says, okay, you don't get it. I'm just calling my sister. Like, you know, and she, you know, it's totally fine. I was like, that's so insulted, but uh, that's so insulted. No, I was insulted. But the point is, is I was trying to really be helpful. You know, and I just could not get what the issue was. I really, like, I look back and it was, you know, I, I just didn't get, like, what was the big deal? Like, it's her, something was a big deal. My wife has a twin sister, she called her twin sister, um, who happens to be, they're very different, but, but it was like a girl thing, I guess. So, uh, and, and most things, in fairness to myself, I think I, I get very well. Um, but the, the, it's not wanting to fix. It's not even knowing, and, and I did know there's a problem, but the fix right, sometimes is, is more challenging than just diagnosing uh, uh, something that needs to be fixed, okay? To really fix something, you need to be able to, 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 uh, to do that. So, after, to have a haras upon him, it's like we say in the beginning of Gula's Mitzvah, that God heard the Jewish people's cries under the, 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 the servitude in, in the Mitzrayim. And he remembered his covenant, Yisrael, and God saw the Jewish people. Rashi says, Listen to listen to the Lashon of Rashi. He put his heart into him. He didn't close his eyes. Also, um, you know, by Moshe Rabbeinu, who it was the person who didn't close his eyes. Fine, he was he was attentive. What people needed. We. The reason I said last week that we, 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 there's an innate need of every human being, without exception, and if a person doesn't tap into this, they will shrivel or wither to some extent to be a builder of worlds, to, to live, to help, to build, to do chesed with others. Uh, when a person is a recluse, you ever see a person who just lives for themselves? There is, there's, there's a spark of humanity that's la- lacking in them. They're, 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 they're lacking in themselves. And, and, and every, without exception, person in the image of God needs to have this. And so Akash Baruch Hu created uh, uh, us in, the, in, image, in his image. 
Adam. It wasn't just that he gave us seichel, emidas toivus, intelligence, ability to speak, character traits, good character traits. We're not a bunch of cheetahs and hyenas and lions or, or, or bears, and my kids are into all this stuff. Elegam, uh, the boys, the young boys. Shifra is not into this. Elegamba zeh baro betzalm. You ever see Shlomo Yazer with animals? He's, he's like uh, he can sit there watching like these things for for. for yeah, that's it. Uh, talk about it afterwards. Oh, I saw this. Uh, but also part of the image of Hashem, we have this divine to be cheery countenance. Everybody, every human being, every 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 person. In there is a is a is a is a storehouse. Of bracha, of blessing, the chanina and grace. Actually, last year I spoke about Noach and Chain. Parshas Noach, I spoke about how you have Chain, what it means to have Chain. Soid zeshaharis panim is ba'adam ha'adas, and part of it is the das to not close your eyes to needs, to be able to see the needs of others, uh, and to do something about it. Yes. That like one of the strategies to don't close is knowing that like you can never truly put yourself in another person's shoes, mm-hmm. and like that's one of the ways to truly judge mm-hmm. a person. So like, I, I, it's hard for me to understand a strategy unless a person is like an adult who can communicate properly. Like these are what my needs are. It's right. kind of hard unless you can sense it, or unless not you, unless a person can sense it, or unless a person can like tell the parents or whatever, or unless the person knows that from talking to them. So I like I just don't like what would be a strategy to actually like be able to so, according to another person. So, so first of all, I, I think that, that you pointed out, but it's a good question. Dalakafskos means to judge people almost blindly because you don't have a full picture, and favorably because you know, unless they're a Russia, it's to judge people favorably. So, but that's really that's like one hat. Like it's kind of like fearing God and loving God. You can put, we can wear two hats. We can fear God and love God. So. Any time where something does something which seems to be wrong, mm-hmm. we, we put on the hat of Dan mm-hmm. When we see a person who is struggling, we put on the hat of Chesed. Now, what you just pointed out, Mrs. Uh, Slate, is how do you help someone s- struggling? Well, I would say the following thing. Step number one is to, you know, to... Uh, like, the, one of the most... I, years ago, I spoke about one of the most critical moments, one of the most... Changing moments of old world history is Yosef's in the jail. <laughs> he sees the two SARS, sees these two government officials, and he says to them, why do you look sad today? Now, he has no idea. All he can tell is that they look sad today. And so the first thing he does, without ever meeting these people before, is say, why do you look sad today? Before he does anything else. So usually the first, if you know somebody... Um, I, who went walking today? I saw two of you walking. You two were walking today. Mrs. Sidrovsky, Mrs. Klein. Was, no. Oh, you were walking. Okay, Mrs. As I pulled in, I saw two. I figured it was you because they're coming off your block. Okay. So Mrs. Hartman and Mrs. Klein. You know each other for 20 plus years? Almost 15 years at least? At least 15 years, right? You walk, how often do you all go walking together? Do you, do you ever see any like pigeons still or the birds or anything like that? Any, sorry? You see any, any pigeons? Animals? You walk... 
yes, the way you talk. Yeah. So you probably know each other pretty well. So let's say if it would be Mrs. Klein and Mrs. Hartman, so you would, you're a lot easier because if you would know, know each other. Um, you know, if it would be a stranger, you wouldn't know them at all. Now, even you two who know each other, you know, you, the, the way you would usually do it is you slowly peruse, ask, don't assume, try to think about it once you start hearing the story, try to think some more, right? It's, it's not a uh, part of the, 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 the misdiagnosis. Like a good doctor, by the way, uh, actually listens to the patient. And because some doctors, right, some doctors have treated 50,000 cases, oh, routine, right? And a good doctor will listen to a patient. A good teacher, even be teaching for 30 years, will realize that, but the first, the first thing is to notice and to ask, is everything okay? Or, or what's the problem? Or could I help you in any way? Could I help you in any way? Uh, you, look, you know, you look sad today. Is everything okay? Right? You look stressed today. You seem very upset about something. Could I help in any way? And then to actually listen before prescribing. Usually, well, where we, what we do right away is we, pers- you know, or we're, you know, um, I remember even, you know, I, I know I'm in a Kira mood today. I'm just in a Kira mood, but I am. So I remember once I, 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 um, I once saw a more less religious boy and girl. Uh, the boy was wearing a yarmulke, and uh, he was doing. He was with a girl. Uh, and uh, they weren't married. And um, I walked by them. I think to myself, like, this was inappropriate for a boy wearing a yarmulke. And I asked my Rosh Hashiva, my, my Rav, my Rebbe, I was in the Yeshiva then, should I have said anything to them? Like, this person knows better. Uh, at some level, in the new, but I wasn't like a kid. Like, should I have said and made a comment to them? See, I remember he told me this amazing thing. He said, you could only make a comment if you'd be willing to stay there for an hour to explain what the issue was afterwards. You understand? Just to walk by and say, this is wrong, is not helpful. It just makes them angry. You didn't do anything. Right? But you need to be invested. No, and that's the situation if you're making a comment which is critical of anybody. But the point is the same thing. You know, when you want to be, truly be able to help someone, you need to be able to invest, invest in it uh, and really take the time. If, if you're, there's some, there is some value in this case. You're not critical of a person. Just to say, how are you? Look a little sad. I'm sorry. Can I, I'm sorry to see that. And walking away. There's some value in that. It, there's a lot more value if you then put the time into it, right? And, and invest in it. When you're a parent, <laughs> if you're a child trying to help an elderly parent, if you are married, if you really want to help your spouse, there's a time element and there's a thought process. And, there's, and if you're if you're in real life, if you want to help people, you need to be able to do it. And the, your your likelihood of being successful is, is geometrically higher in that, in that, right, in that situation. Um, but honestly, just to continue with Ha'aras upon him, and looking and having this attentive, Moshe was Vayarbis of Isam. Now Moshe, by the way, never experienced slaves. He was born in the royal house of Paro. He wasn't a slave. He never did it. He had a silver spoon and, after the coal. <laughs> he had a gold and silver spoon in his mouth. He lived a good, pampered life. He was living in the most royal house of the ancient world. But what happened? Listen to what the, the, the Rashi says. He literally felt their pain. Actually, my daughter is writing on Raoul Wallenberg. Amazing story. I mean, the man was coming from a Swedish nobility himself. Right? And he's not, he wasn't much sure about it. But the point is, it's like, you know, 
he saved 100,000 Jews, Karov, and that's not because he was doing a job. It's because he literally felt and saw these families. He would go to the train. I mean, like, I mean, so the truth is, we think uh, about being able to put uh, not ourselves in other people's shoes, but putting ourselves in other people's bodies, other people, how they are feeling in their shoes. It's like a nice introduction to Chesed. It's, the, it's literally how Hashem, who was, looked at the Jewish people in Mitzrayim, and it was the Midah of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's how Moshe, what, it's the Midah of Gula, literally, when you feel and see how other people feel, how other people feel in their shoes, not how you feel in their shoes, or not how you feel in your shoes, or how you would have felt, but how other people feel in their shoes, that is the Midah of Ha'aras upon the Midah of HaKadosh Baruch and it was what Moshe Rabbeinu was. Let's we should go a step further, he says. We should just do a prat echad lamaisa. One one step. Bottom line, mimidas ha'aras aponim is novas hanhagel lamaisa. What's the midah of Shammai? Shammai hazaken, the famous Shammai with Hillel. He was the Mishnah says in Avos that Shammai was mekabel kol ha'adam besever ponim yafos. He greeted everybody with a, with a good smile, a countenance. Um, it's a big thing. Don't think it's a small thing. Don't, it's, not a, it's, not, it's not a small thing. To, to give shalom. That's how we say to give shalom. shalom. By the way, shalom is the apex. <laughs> it's the acme of all of it's the end of benching. I always said this before is shalom. The end of Shemona Esrei, shalom. The end of Kaddish, shalom. Shalom. If, if you're lacking shalom, you're lacking everything. <laughs> Imagine you have a house you don't have shalom. I mean, people you don't have shalom. Right? Shalom is the, it, 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 and when you greet somebody, you're giving them shalom. It's a small thing. Blessing. What? The Kohanim blessing. The Kohanim ends with shalom. Thank you. Right? It's you give give a shalom. That, but you don't have to be calling to do it. By the way, you don't need to be married to call. You can give shalom. Shalom Aleichem to the Malachim. We're giving the children. We end with Oh, we can give the children Shalom. That's right. That's right. You're right. Good. Um, so you give Shalom when you, when you greet somebody. Nasinas Hashalom. It's not just words. A Mazber part of the Chaverim Mamish. When you when you when you greet someone, you acknowledge somebody. You're giving them a, a shtickle, a little abyssal uh, Shalom. Alken Siva. Therefore, the Mishnah says. The Ramas bin Khar says, Have you mocked him? You should be the first to say Shalom Bekol Adam. Vitiru Lishal Shalom Bashem. Right? The, the, the Gemara says in the end of Brachas, you would say, Shalom is Bashem. It's for the name of Hashem. Because it used to be, you say, Yivrach Hashem, the time of Boaz, the Gemara from the story of Servus, that they would greet in the name of Hashem. They literally, we greet, the name of Hashem is a pretty serious thing to say. <laughs> you know, you say it, when the Gemara says saying the name of Hashem, you're supposed to say with ema, fear, trepidation. You say abracha, say Hashem is, but to say to greet a person, you can even do the name of Hashem. Now we say shalom aleichem. Shalom is one of the names of Hashem. So that's right. So we, use the, we actually use the word shalom, which is the name of Hashem. You can't actually say shalom aleichem to someone in the bathroom. You can't. You can't. Or if you're in Israel, you can't say shabbat shalom to someone in the bathroom because shabbat shalom is the name of Hashem. It's coming with. Never heard that phrase. Huh? I've never heard that phrase. Before. You have to go to a Sfarti Shal. Um, 
So, um, or Israel. So I'll go in at Tzadik, Ramesha Rosenstein. Um, so Ramesha Rosenstein, it's a chus, it's the greatest Bali Musar in, in the past generation. Um, Sipur, he, taught, he, he, he talked about his introduction to Kelm. Now, Kelm Yeshiva was the Yeshiva where Rav Dessler, Rav learned, um, and many other great, Rav Al-Yalapian learned in Kelm. Um, it was a small Yeshiva, it was a powerhouse Yeshiva. They, used, they had 20 to 30 students. And it was, it was a tremendous, Yeshiva had a tremendous Hadgasha focus on character development. More than any other yeshiva, probably. Or the altar Mikhelm was trying to make generals. Most armies are trying to make soldiers. The, the yeshiva of Kelm was to make leaders to go out. That's how really what Kelm. And many of the mashkichim of the yeshivas, like Rabbi Rucham Levavitz, went in Kelm, the mashkichim of the yeshiva in Lithuania. So he taught, Ramosh Rosenstein himself became a, a mashkich of a major yeshiva. Talks about how it was when he came to Kelm. He was young. He was a young man, so he was probably 12, 13 years old. And he was Omed Beproz there, Habayis. He came in, it was, it was a small yeshiva, 30 students, like a house. And he was waiting in the, in the, in the, in the hallway. Umispares Lachnis, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, didn't want to go inside. He, he, he was like, he was, he was terrified to walk inside. He's a kid, he's going to be walking with people much older than them, to walk in, to walk in there. He, and he didn't know anyone. You know, my kids, this is, a, this is a smart rule. You go to sleepaway camp, you should know someone. You go to sleepaway camp. You know, I just sleepaway camp, and then everyone has six friends from their day school, from their camps, and their schools. You know no one. It's like everyone has friends already. It's, it's a challenge, you know. And you're a kid, kid for sure, it's a challenge. Um, so, and he opens the door to come in. He finally got the courage to walk in. The Yatza Avreich, by the way, for a completely secular Jew to walk in here is terrifying for some of them. Like for some people to walk in here when you're you know nobody and you don't know Hebrew and you feel dumb and you know you know nothing you know you know what anxiety. It's anxiety and it's like you know you can, I remember I once it's, I, I once said like you can have a yeshiva bachar teaching a professor in Torah like you know a guy comes and tries to be religious like. And, and I, like, it's a, this smart person who's at the top of his field is going to walk into an area where he's nothing. He knows nothing. Like a little kid knows more than him. It's, 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 it's also giving up of your ego to an extent. Huh? Amazingly special, yes. Um, so, he's, he's, and he opens the door finally and he comes in and he, an older person sees him and says, Shalom Aleichem! How are you doing? We're so happy that you came. The Atza, come, come, you just came in, let me, let me feed you. You're for sure hungry. Those days, by the way, the poverty in Lithuania is not a joke, by the way. They, 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 even the yeshivas, you barely could, went for a day or two and not eaten. That was normal. <laughs> no, today, like, you feel poverty if you only have, you know, three choices for lunch. It's like, mom, I have nothing to eat. So I, you know, I'm nothing to eat. We have nothing to eat. You have nothing to eat. Ever heard that before? Like, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, nothing to eat. Uh, it's a whole fridge, but I have nothing to eat. 
so then they really had nothing to eat. So the first thing is, Kalani fidu Ramesha Samech Bo Kikinira Avrechse. He thought he, he must have met him somewhere. Just trying to where he must you know he must have met this person before. Um, and he's giving him such a shalom aleichem. Maybe he, up, he was an older person from his town. He probably doesn't remember him. And he orders and then he sees another person. And the guy says, "Shalom aleichem. We're so happy you're here. Can I get you anything? Happy with your bags? Can I can I feed you? Right? Can I take care of you?" And he also offers him. By the way, I once went to Carl and Stolen in 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 more than once. Actually, I went there a few times. They're known for the. I mean, you can go there and get an invitation. It's amazing. It's amazing. They like, come over. Okay. Now they don't have the shalom aleichem. There's some fine people. It's not like this. But you you walk in that 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 chassid and it's in Meisharm. They they will you get all, several invitations and please eat by me, please. Uh, you know, I went there like three times and I, when I was in the Mir Yeshiva and I know I actually went to the right person who had the best food. Uh, <laughs> I was told who to go to. That was the best food, the best Torah. It was an actually amazing house. This man was mamish mal of the Galish Torah. Say divrei Torah, zemiros, good food. It was great. <laughs> All around home run. It was a geschmack. You know, he had. It was chassidish, and he knew where Vigdor Miller's Torah cold. Um, so I knew where to go. And, like, and, they, and the guy says, to me, "Oh, you know? How do you know to go to his house? I heard my friend recommended. Like, why don't you come to my house?" But it was a good. It's an amazing thing, by the way. Now imagine you go into yeshiva, you know nobody. You walk into a camp bunk. I'm like this is a, an utopia. You know how it is hard, hard for kids to break into schools and stuff like that. It's not. It's not a joke. It's really these kids could become traumatized. Mom is traumatized. Adult people are coming. You know, you walk into shawl. Ladies, think about this. Imagine a new lady walks in here and everyone comes over to her. How are you? Thank you so much for coming. So nice to be here. We we're so happy that you're here. Now people here. You pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, there's room for improvement. It's 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 pretty good, but room for improvement. How do I know? Because I, I see what goes on there. I'll tell you quite frankly, I have seen ladies walk in here and have, I noticed, and I have had to go over to ladies, please go over to her and show her to Davin. She's no idea what she's doing. Because I can see from, I have the one person I can see from my seat, when the lady's sitting there staring into space, clearly never Davin in a show before, and someone else is Davin in the city. They don't notice her. I'm, I'm telling you, for a great show, and the ladies are amazing, the men are almost as good. Uh, not, they're not as good. Uh, quite frankly, the men are definitely not as good because uh, they're men. Uh, but Menashe always used to greet Daniel, like, come in, let me give you some tea or yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling all the men, I'm talking about when you're davening, when you're davening, right. to sit there and look who doesn't know what they're davening. I remember somebody told me, I won't quote them because they were here many years ago and I was involved in becoming religious. I said to them, like, how do you know what you're doing? He said, I don't, but I put on a great act. <laughs> Like, this person had been, I said, what do you mean you put on a great act? Like, the person would come here and pretend they know the davening, and like, they had no idea what they're doing. So, like, it's, so I'm, and we're into our davening. We should be. We should be. By the way, in Kelm, they when they were actually learning, they didn't do this. <laughs> they all get up and say, Shalom, they're learning. When you're learning Gemara, but they had an appointed person. You know the story about Kelm? This is a true story that the the governor of that that area uh, in Lithuania, he once had a visiting dignitary, and he said, "Could you show me something amazing about your area?" I said, "Sure." He said, "I'm going to show you a Jewish house of learning." The, the dignitary it's was from Germany. I'll show you, and they took a band right outside the yeshiva, 
And they, were, they started blasting music, and every person who was learning, they didn't budge. They didn't pick up their head. That's how involved in learning they were. But they still had an appointed person to, if anyone walks in, to greet them and to make sure that they're taken care of. So, um, ladies are amazing, but I'm telling you, room for improvement. Um, and, and the men still have more room for improvement because I know every week, I, ha- I literally, and I'm telling you, I literally tell people, go over to that person, please, and show them where to daven, show them where to go. I, you, know, um, you know, they have nowhere to eat for lunch. You know, <laughs> see if they can have fun for lunch. They have nowhere to eat. Um, you know, it, when, you know it's sometimes it's also easy to say hello, and then you're like, okay, but I'm, I'm off to the race. It's my own thing. It's not... You know, it's it, again. There's there's a there's a there's a boundary, um, but really to be good at this. But let's start with like this. Shalom go over. Everyone, person, every person goes over to him. Can I offer you anything? Not just hello and kiss on the cheek, but really, how can I help you? What can I get you a sitter? Can I get you a chumish? I've never seen that, by the way. Not too often here. Uh, can I get you a sitter? Can I get you a chumish? Um, do you know? Can you sit next to me? I'll show you where the place is. Right? Um, I'll explain this to you. I'll do this with you, and then. You know, do you need a place for lunch? Not, not the person sitting next to you in shawl. The person sitting in the back. They're four rows away from you. They're five rows away. And you look around and you see them. Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> um, not just the first week. Second week. Third week. Fourth week. Fifth week. Hofter and Moshe. And he thought everyone, until he realized that this is how he was greeted. And he said, living in this kind of place, he really realized what it means, the, the chesed, and how to greet somebody. So it only gives an, an idea. If you want to start doing chesed, um, is to say shalom, to say, to greet three people who you wouldn't greet otherwise every day. Like just to go over to three people. I remember, by the way, uh, he actually came here years ago. Remember Yisrael Miller? He came the year you were... You were, you were Yisrael Miller. No, 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 not... Oh, Miller, he spoke yeah. that year that you were honored at the dinner. So I, the first time I met him, I was in a conference called AJOP, which doesn't exist anymore. So it was a bunch of rabbis and other outreach people. Uh, and he came over to me and he introduced himself to me. I never met him before. And he said, I told myself that I'm going to try to introduce myself to everyone that's here. You know, just to go over and introduce myself, which is an amazing thing. But when we're looking, when we see people, I'm not introducing ourselves. It's to give shalom. <laughs> it's to, to give people Shalom, and you know, and and sometimes in life we, we we're comfortable with certain circles, and not comfortable with other circles. Um, really, the, the shalom is for all people. It's not, there's no chilek in the shalom, and really, the, the, that's an act of ha'aras upon him. It's an amazing thing. It's an act actually, which is divine. And like, and and you think to yourself, we're just talking about giving people their needs. This is a universal need. There's not one human being in the world who doesn't need shalom. And when Chazal say that when you greet somebody, you give them shalom, right? And, and greeting doesn't just mean, you know, good Shabbos, walk by. You know, that's, that's certainly if you see somebody, you wish them a good Shabbos or Shabbat Shalom, uh, and, walk, and walk by. Um, but, uh, but, but it's really, when you're doing that, you, you, you're saying, Shabbat Shalom, you're using Shem Hashem, or Shalom Aleichem. You know, here's the difference, you know, Shalom Aleichem, or Shalom Aleichem. No, you have to, it was so emphatic. That's like, you know, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? How are you doing today? 
truth is, someone come up to us like that. How's your day going? How are things going? They're like, who are this? You know, like we, we in New York, they look like you're crazy. Hey, we look like you're a sugar. You got stopped on the street. Someone says, "How's your day today?" I'm not joking, brother. When I walk to, when I walk in Brooklyn, and I say, "Like good morning" to some of the Gentiles, they look at me like I came out of Mars. Like where are you? You know, it's like. I can understand that. Huh? It's Brooklyn. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. You ride on the subway in New York when you're going to work. You're like this. Right. Uh, you, just, you don't talk to anybody around you. You just do your thing. Right. So, I'm not saying it's right, but. Right. So, you know, so I, I, and I don't even say like the five that you go to. Uh, next week is a JSN dinner. It's an amazing JSN dinner for those who go to it. It's not a nice event. You know what's amazing about it? There's hundreds of people that come, 300, 250 people, whatever it is, from all around. And I'm telling you, every year, there are people walking there and they know no one. They know no one. They, this person was Rabbi Felsen, or they know this rabbi, and they convinced them to come. They don't know anyone. They, they sit there. You want to do something? You go over to that person. How are you? you imagine that usually, I'm sorry, it's not the religious people who know no one, because everyone who's religious knows somebody, because they're part of Amachad, or Amachbracha, or Chabad, or Baruchad. They know somebody there. It's somebody usually who knows, the people who know no one are the people who need the Shalom the most. <laughs> Those are the people that are in a shalom. When you're at Kiddush every Shabbos, it's not your girlfriends that need the shalom. It's the person who's, who's visiting. It's the person, and what happens that the ladies are very good at the mental improvement. Uh, uh, no, but I'm saying, but even then, it's not all ladies. I'm saying it's, it's the, the people who walk in, who, who, not the cure of purse people, not the, oh wow, I'm going to give them a sitter. No, it's the person who's visiting or the person who's coming, right? Or the person who actually is part of the shul. And there's some people that you always see them just wandering around here. Like, just wandering around. Like, you know, that's the person that needs the shalom. And if we do that, we're following ways of Hashem. Hold here next week.